Hello, and welcome to TNT, the Technology and Things podcast. Your host, Paul Ferraro, is a former IT exec and currently a technology advisor. Jeff Kruger, a fellow technology enthusiast, is the co-host. They both spent many years working for a Fortune 500 company and are both passionate about leadership, technology, and the community. On this episode, we talk with John Carruthers, a supervisory special agent with the FBI. He talks about his responsibilities, FBI 101, a crash course in the mission and goals of the FBI, and how the FBI engages with the community. John tells us the tale on how the San Diego branch was formed, and have you ever wondered what BAFA means or left of boom? Please join us on our first of many discussions with this very special guest. So here today I have uh, John Carruthers uh, with the FBI. John, uh, you are a supervisory special agent. Is that that's correct? Did I have that right. Yep. And and um, you have a couple of different responsibilities. I do. Maybe I do. Talk to us a little bit about just okay. about, what are what are sort of your high level responsibilities, and then we can yeah dive in from there. Yeah. So I'm an SSA, um, which means I I run a squad, right? And so I've got a bunch of agents that report to me, and we kind of move a program. Uh, down the tracks, going in the same direction. That's one job. Um, that particular squad, we focus on cyber national security matters uh, here in San Diego for the FBI. And then the other role or responsibility or hat that I'm wearing is I'm trying to coordinate the FBI's outreach and engagement function. Yep. Right between the FBI and the public's uh, the the private sector. And so we kind of identify that as a need. And my argument for kind of creating this position was uh, the FBI, as far as the public is concerned, there's a lot of perceptions out there that are being developed as a result of like Twitter, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. And I think we need to counter that. I think we need to be out there public messaging and explaining to the public who we are and what we do. Yeah. And so we're just trying to keep all that also kind of moving in the right direction. Because I think that, you know, some could ask, why do you need outreach from the FBI, right? Right. And I think in 2019, but, but, I, would, I, I hope that it's obvious, but maybe <laughs> it's not. Um, but like I said, there's so much, there is so much material out there between the media and social media uh, about the FBI <clears throat> that we need to, I feel, you know, answer you know, some curiosities. Yeah. No, I think yeah. that's that's what I'm really excited to have you here today because I have sort of a cursory knowledge of the FBI, like I'm sure most people sure. do. Um, and you have various responsibilities. But I think what I thought was really interesting about talking to you was, was all this sort of um, this engagement with the business community and, and really understanding how how that all works and, and just for sort of the lay person out there, you know, what you guys are doing a lot to, to help fight crime and, and catch bad guys and do all that kind of stuff. And, and the businesses have a big piece to play in that. And so, uh, of, of working together. And so right. I think that I'm really interested in hearing more about that. Yeah. Uh, and I mean, sure. in, in society too, right? Not just business or individuals, True. but really the entire society has a responsibility to kind of help us in this fight to keep us safe. You know, and the FBI's mission, stated mission, is that we are here to protect the American people and uphold the Constitution of the United States. It's very simple. and Sounds easy. It does sound easy, right? <laughs> but it's not easy. Um, so we're out there constantly trying to, like, convey that message and, and make the American people and the taxpayers understand that 
you know, this is kind of their tax dollars at work. Yeah. Right. And we, we are here. We are a resource uh, for safety and security. Yeah. That's the goal. So, so um, let's get into a little bit. You have something you kind of, you, you like, you coined uh, kind of FBI 101 around yeah. how you talk about what the mission is and, yep. and the goals and all of that. And, and maybe uh, you can jump right yeah. into that and kind yeah. of. Absolutely. So we. Uh, uh, I might interrupt you along nope. the way. And, yep. And vice versa. I do a lot of briefing. So I'm out there in the, um, in the AOR, which is the area of responsibility here in San Diego. And we, I brief a lot on cyber issues, FBI, you name it. And so, yeah, you're right. I, I, I always start off with FBI 101 because I want to explain kind of who we are. And so I talk about the mission and then we start kind of peeling the onion a little bit. And so one thing that some people don't realize is that we need to, or we identify our investigative priorities, right? So Congress gives us money every year, but we have to tell them how we're going to spend that money. So mm -hmm. being the FBI, we're fans of top 10 lists, right? Top <laughs> fugitives or yeah. most wanted. We also have a top 10 investigative priorities. Do you guys do a lot of top 10 lists internally as well? Like top 10 well, who doesn't like initiatives lists, of right? the year and all that? Sure. Yeah. All yeah. Right. Cool. I never thought about that. Everybody likes lists. <laughs> Check boxes. <laughs> Um, so our top 10 investigative priorities, and I always tell people that this, this looked a little different on September 10th, 2001, than maybe it did on September 12th, but this is how it is. Number one is protect the American people from terrorist attack. Number two, protect the American people from counterespionage, right? Or, or, uh, counterintelligence. Mm -hmm. And then number three is cyber. And so then we start figuring out. And this is the conundrum for us all, right? How do we define cyber? Where does cyber fit into that? And we argue, I would argue, that cyber is a part of all of it. Yeah. Right? There is a cyber nexus to terrorism. There's a cyber nexus to espionage. And then you have the just cyber by itself, some of the sophisticated attacks that we investigate, like that stands on its own. Yeah. Right? And so, so then we go from there. And then, and then part of the FBI 101, then we start talking about, you know, who we are. Like as far as, you know, metrics and where are we located? We have 56 field offices all around the country. San Diego is just one of 56. There's 55 others. And then we have sub offices, right? Or, or maybe satellite offices. We call them resident agencies, but they're just, and there's about 360 plus like of those. Small, like a small remote office, yeah. business office. Or like. Yeah. So like here in San Diego, we've got one in Carlsbad, right? We also have one out in El Centro. So you can imagine which one, like a new agent wants to get assigned to, right? <laughs> yeah, probably Carlsbad. Um, I was thinking El Centro, but yeah, no, you've been wrong. <laughs> nice um, and quiet out there. It maybe. is quiet. It is very quiet. A little warm. So, so we have that. Uh, we're also in eighty-four plus countries, right? And so you're probably thinking, this is what I always tell my audience is, well, wait a minute, you just, John, you just said you're protecting the American people. You know, what do you mean you're overseas? You're not protecting the Dutch. What's right. going, what's going on there? Well, especially in cyber, there is no such thing as a geographically contained event. We're never going to have a cyber case where the subject, the victim, and the infrastructure are like all contained in the city of San Diego. That's just not possible. Right. So we need these connections, these partnerships, these liaisons overseas. Most of our cases have an overseas nexus. So we have to have agents and personnel scattered all over the globe to develop these friendships and these. And they, I'm assuming they can quickly be able to go 
in, right. do uh, in, interview investigation. Yeah, I mean, well, we're not really investigating, or, but we're more really it's a liaison okay. uh, type of arrangement. So if we need to serve legal process like we would here in the States and we need to do that in like the UK, for example, we need somebody from the FBI there to facilitate that. Uh, the serving of that that process, yep. right? And so we can continue. We can keep our investigations moving. So we have that. We also there's thirty five thousand employees in the FBI. Of those, fourteen thousand are agents. So when you start comparing that against, like San Diego, for example, San Diego PD, I think we're looking at what five thousand sworn officers. I I don't know. It's <laughs> I think it's around 5,000. I'll take your word for it. We have 14,000 agents all across the globe. Like that's not New, NYPD, 35,000 yeah. officers, right? I mean, so we're not a big, we, we don't have a huge footprint. So we're trying to do a lot with little. Right. When you when you really get down to it. Yeah. All right. So you talked about sort of the, the I guess the high level, right, of the sort of the main mission. What, what sort of, what, what comes next? I mean, what? You know, one of the things I was interested in when, when we sort of had a, a pre-discussion was the connection that you make with the community and, and, and how do you make that worthwhile, I guess, for the the people that you're working with or talking to and making right. it something where they're like, hey, this is I'm getting value out of this, too. And and you, right. you want to build these connections. How does that? Yeah. I mean, you're getting ahead of me, Paul. Oh, that's sorry. Oh. That's OK. That's fine. We'll get to there. We'll get there. Um, but first, <laughs> let me let me just finish a couple of thoughts on, oh, the, good. Okay. Uh, on the 101. My class Perfect. is not out yet. All right. Um, so we also, if we can talk geographically, right, yeah. San Diego. Um, yeah. Why is San Diego a good field office? Like, why is this a good territory for us to be operating in? Well, you look at San Diego and you look at our proximity to the border, you know, heavy military presence, which with that comes a lot of clear defense contractors. Mm-hmm. Um, our biotech and life science community, huge. Universities, almost second to none. Um, healthcare. So there, we are a target-rich environment for basically criminal activity, you know, nation-state or otherwise. And so we, there is no shortage of work, right, for us uh, here. And then we start peeling that down. We start kind of. Uh, continuing down this little education piece on what we do, and we can start talking about cyber. Yeah. And actually, before you do yeah, that, so yeah, one absolutely. of the things you, I guess, uh, on the side of the San Diego office, it, I mean, is that is that one of the things that goes into making the decision about where you put these 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 sort of larger? Is it sort of this threat? Um, uh, what's the right way to say it? The right is, is that the strategy behind like where to? Look, yeah, is it like hey, where to San- position some of our offices? Yeah, I mean, mm. is that is that that would have been that? nice, or yeah. is it was it just sort of like maybe more? Was it just yeah, based I mean, on city size or something, yeah. and and it kind of worked out. So I mean, the, the 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 footprint or the roster of offices that we have now have been in place for decades. Right? Yeah, um, San Diego, uh, we were our office was open back in 1939. I believe is the uh, around that time is when this office opened, and just anecdotally, um, speaking of San Diego, I think the reason, from what I've heard, uh, that San Diego was opened as an office was J. Edgar Hoover. Uh, back in that time, would vacation here in San Diego, and at some point during that um, during that heyday, he decided, hey, you know, this would be a great place for an office. Huh. 
turned out it was probably a very good decision. Yeah. But yeah, we've got offices. And it's, ob- a, it's a good place to vacation too. And it's still a good place to vacation. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, nice. right. yeah, I, yeah, I, pre- I appreciate you thinking that there was maybe some more strategy, although we do actually strategize the location of our resident agencies, I think quite a bit more. Yeah. Right? So these are all, these 56 offices are considered headquarters uh, cities or headquarters offices. And then when we, we, we open and close the, the satellite offices. Those could move around exactly. based on need or, exactly. or what's going on. Exactly. Yeah. That makes yep. sense. Yeah. A little more mobile. Yeah. You can't really move the San Diego <laughs> office around. No. That's pretty. No. That's a fortress over there. It is a fortress. Yes. We've been there since what, 2013. Yeah. It's nice. Um, and before that, we were in Kearney Mesa and before that, downtown. So um, so then we start talking about cyber, right? And the FBI's role in cyber. And I always tell people, hey, we've got our own mission. Like the cyber division has its uh, a mission statement as well. And uh, it's not as efficient and short and concise as protect the American people. So it's kind of long and lengthy and boring, <laughs> but we also have a really cool logo and our logo of course involves some kind of an Eagle. You, know, you can't have a cool government logo without an Eagle yep. um, doing something with cyber. But below that, it says that uh, our goal is to identify, pursue and defeat. And that's kind of like that really speaks to exactly what we're doing or what we, what our goal is in FBI cyber. So to identify, which means, you know, attribute, gain attribution, we're really good at that. Like you've heard the phrase, the FBI always gets its man, right? It's like, we're, we're going to be able to tell you who's in your network, mm-hmm. no doubt, because we've got gobs and oodles of intelligence that are going to lead us to that conclusion. Then we start having to pursue the bad guy. And like I kind of described with the international piece in cyber, that's really difficult. It starts becoming more difficult. Yeah. Because now we're starting to get other countries involved and other agencies and different legal process and different rules and laws and regulations. So the pursuit starts becoming more difficult. And there is uh, this podcast should like blow up if I were to say that we're defeating the cyber threat because we're not. Right. I mean, like that's. Everybody would agree that nobody is defeating the threat. What we're trying to do is slow it down, disrupt it, dismantle it to a degree. But And then that's where – so now we've come full circle. You asked about yeah. how does this uh, – our engagement with the community, how does it help them and how does it help us? It, it's, it's the village. And so for us to like have an effect on the threat, we need to partner with the public, especially in cyber. Yeah. Do you want to be able to – if you're – if there is a threat going on at a certain company – you want to be able to quickly – you don't want to call the front office and say, hey, we're the FBI. We're trying to find your security people because right. we right. think there's something going on. Right. You want to be able to go right to the and, to the people that and, – And by that same token, them. we want that company to call us. Yeah. Right. And, and, so we, and, yeah. and not call the 1-800-FBI. Right. Yeah, not to have to go through this yep. complicated call tree. Yep. So I always talk about this program, BAFA. Like when we're in – I'm like, does anybody know what pr- uh, Project BAFA means? <laughs> I was like, no, what is that? You know, I'm like, well, you shouldn't know because I made it up. It's befriend an FBI agent. Ah. Right. And so um well, I feel like I've done that, John. Yeah, I, I, I feel like we're I friends. Feel like, yeah. This is yeah, this, this is, is a very good. friendly environment. I don't have any I, water, but that's fine. It's not a big deal. Oh uh, no, well, no. I'll don't. get my intern too, to get yeah, some water. It's too late. Yep. Yeah, I'm already coughing. But anyway, <laughs> um so yes, befriend an FBI agent, um, vital. 
Right. And, uh, and so to kind of like continue on what you were talking about as far as that call. So like who's calling who? Right. I don't know if you were going to ask that, but I would, but no, knowing you and your intelligence, you probably were going to ask this. Um, when, like who calls who? And so the FBI, we look at cyber, we kind of break it into three categories. It's either financially motivated, which is, you know, bad guys trying to take your money through a cyber attack, Mm -hmm. Uh, non-financially motivated, which is activism via cyber, right? Or what we would call hacktivism. And then the third type is nation state or government sponsored, right? So the reason I bring that up is there are two types of communication directions. If the victim company or a company is calling the FBI, they've probably been targeted for a financial uh, for financial gain by the bad guy, mm-hmm. right? So they've lost money. They're calling somebody. Right? They're probably going to call the FBI. So that's a reactive position. The other type is proactive, right? And so we're going to and we're going to call a company, kind of like what you're referring to, uh, if it's like a nation state attack. A lot of those attacks are sophisticated to the point where the company doesn't even know, right, that right. they're that they're breached. And so we know because we're maybe on a monitor, there might be some kind of a national security legal process that we're able to see the activity. So we'll call the company and say, hey, <laughs> sorry, it's kind of a bad day. The FBI here, um, can we talk, right? And then we're going to go and sit down with their security staff and, and talk about the breach. Yep. But yeah, it's proactive versus reactive. One of the little anecdotal things that, that I thought was kind of interesting that kind of ties to what you just mentioned around when you have some, you know, a, an active sort of breach going on was those annoying screens that you see when you work at a big company where it says, you know, your data is going to get any unauthorized access. Yes. I, I forget the whole message. I, I really don't read them. Something to the effect of like, but, you don't own this computer. We own it. And yeah, um, yeah. Be careful but, what you do or like I, a banner. I thought that the ban. Yeah. The banner, like yeah. your typical banner. Right. You know, I think a lot of people think I thought I was like, Oh, the banners for the company to sort of be able to, you know, take what it wants off the computer, which, which is probably one of the reasons I guess. But I thought, you know, when one of the other reason that you told me about, <laughs> I didn't even think about. Yeah. Which was Yeah, so a, a lot of the a lot of our cyber briefs we talk about operating in the theater of left of boom. Mm-hmm. Right? Sounds cool. Yeah. It's pretty pretty sexy. But um what we're trying to do is we're trying to get in front of the event, in front of the incident. So that's left of boom. And I always go kind of through a checklist and it's you know it changes, but one thing always remains the same and that is a I call it a selfish bullet or a selfish request. Uh, on the part of the FBI for each company. And that is to make sure that you have consensual monitoring in place. And that's the banner that we were talking about. Yeah. Like, And that can look like a, it could either be a banner that um, that an employee might encounter when they log into the, uh, the company network, or it could be a part of the internet usage agreement or the employee handbook, yeah. what, what have you. There's any number of way to get this consent. because And the reason that it's selfish on the part of the FBI is one of the first questions we're going to ask when we conduct incident response for cyber is, hey, is that affected computer or that node, that victim um, equipment of this breach, is that critical to to, uh, company operations? Because if it's not, 
we're going to ask for it to stay active. We don't want you to bring it down because what we want to do is monitor the, the, the cyber activity, uh, the traffic coming into the computer, what's happening on the computer, and then where does it go when it leaves. Right. You want to learn right. learn more. And-, and so that's the consensual monitor that, yeah. that I'm referring to. So that's kind of like, yeah, the consent. And so, but people don't, uh, companies don't necessarily think about that. Yeah, no, I, I, I absolutely. I, I never really thought about it from from the yeah. from law, law enforcement yeah. point yeah. of view that it could be helpful for for all that. Yeah. yeah. So so often we show up on incident response and the and the computer has already been taken offline. It's been reloaded or re, yeah. Uh, we wiped the know, computer, wiped, John. Exactly. Yeah. And then they put it back on the network, and you're like, okay, we've already done- not a, yeah. yeah, we've taken care of it. <laughs> yeah, where's my badge? Um, and so then from that point. There's just not a whole lot that we can do, except maybe collect server logs. Well, well, John, I think I really appreciate you coming in today. One of the things that we definitely want to have you back because we just really scratched the surface on where I think you know all this can go. Would you come back, John? Would you? Will, will you have? Will, will you have water? We'll, we'll get definitely. We'll have water for you next time. It's a start. You know, it's a the budget of this podcast is extremely low but i'll i'll see if i can get water added to the to the to the then i i I, I think we can make this happen i think it's a good idea well thank you john i appreciate it and uh, awesome and we'll definitely uh we'll have you back next time and we'll dive more into what you're doing actively with some of the different security leaders in town and i know there's a whole bunch of different programs that you're that you're doing that i think we can get into and 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 share how that's all working too and keep the bafa alive and then it will cover yeah definitely that and and we'll get into national security too because that's a that's a awesome that's an easy topic to just knock out someday lots to talk about thank you thank you so much john